What's up, what's up? It's Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C, and we're back. Yep. We're back. Right. Well, you guys just listened to the previous podcast, so you heard the giveaway inter- um, giveaway winners, part one, and the happy birthday shout-outs, and the social media update, and now we are here to talk about the highlights and lowlights of season eight and other notable mentions. That's right. So how's that? <laughs> cool. Do you want to start with, um, I have, for me, I have jumping the shark moments. I have good moments, bad moments, and then just a few notable moments. What would you prefer to start with? Um, I think I, like, I just want to uh, go through your stuff and I'll just expand on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's do Jumping the Shark. Okay. So, for me, um, first of all, and I think this is mostly chronological, but certain things have the same topic, so I may, you know, lump some in together. For instance, the first point, Jumping the Shark moment. You know, just a little overplanned, overstaged, overproduced, uh, Lisa or uh, Lala talking to Lisa about James. James and Lisa's constant calls and house meetings. Ariana talking to LVP at her house about depression. I don't know. These just seem very planned and staged and produced scenes to me. They're just not natural things that would happen. I just want to say, though, that I feel like... Um they did a better job this season than they have in the past. Like, I I truly think they heard us, like, flipping out about the constant, like, ridiculous speaker phone calls they would do to Lisa. Like, that, it made more... Yeah, like from I, Mexico. I, yes, like, <laughs> I, I appreciated that, like, they had to go there and shoot the scene with Lisa rather than doing this weird, like, hey, Lisa, I just wanted to go over my to-do list that I'm going to do when I get back. I'm at a party right now, but I just want to go over the to-do list that I will come back to do in three yeah. weeks. So um, was it to buy flowers and, 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 and a right. Polaroid? Like, like what, I'm your party planner or I'm your personal assistant, like Katie and Stassi's fake storylines. Yeah, exactly. Like, a, that was stupid, and then it would also be dumb at, like if, like, Tom Sandoval would call her and then, like, tattle on somebody. Like, be like, oh, and by the way, you know, um, Jax's behavior is a little off, so just wanted to make you aware of that, Lisa. Like, that that was dumb. Yeah. So, I, I thought and this... And none of them... Katie, Stassi, Jax never worked at the restaurant at that point in period. So there's no point in that outside of production. Yeah. So it, it, I felt like this season that they made more of like an effort. Like I, I don't love the LVP scenes either, but I, it, it was a little bit better this time. And I also liked how she, you know, she did like the after show or whatever too. And the, like the way she sat there with Jax and like held him a little bit more accountable than normal. Like that was good too. Yeah. Um, but you know what I was just thinking, Sarah, like we should have done, uh, um, a Kentucky anniversary episode because literally like oh. last year, this time we just got back from Kentucky cause it's my, it was my mom's birthday on the 29th. And that's the day that we literally came back and I like went to La Quinta that day um, so it's like, I, I can't believe that it's been, it has been a year since we were in Kentucky 
and you know season eight came out it um premiered january well, 7th so it's crazy well i actually have that under a good moment is not because of the um fact but because of how we knew the fact so under my good moments is the reveal that tom and katie aren't really married but dot 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 which was our reveal first a year ago lol right so like on the on the show nobody fucking cared because guess what we already lived that we already revealed that we already podcasted about it we already facebooked about it um yeah that they weren't actually legally married thank you uh kentucky castle and the bar for not having our room ready we were not we were not seeking out to eavesdrop on anybody they didn't have our room ready thank you jackson Brittany. so they put us in the bar to sit there and wait for our room to be ready while they were all in the bar and they were talking about it um holly and i were talking going about our own business with our own cocktails but the bar is very very small and so we can't hear jack's like what they're not even married and then Kira Brittany's friend yep nope if they didn't do this they're not married so we knew this story we reported on this story so it was a good moment I would say seeing it on the show but a good moment basically for us because we told you guys about it a year ago yes and I, I truly remember at the time thinking like w- like this what a joke like this is literally what we came back with like this is our intel like I thought, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was horrible. I thought it was fake. I'm like, there's no way that they're that stupid that they are not legally married. But then I was like, oh, it's Tom and Katie. Maybe it's true. I don't know. Like it was, it yeah. still was like a trip. Yeah. All right. And my next jumping the shark moment, uh, it goes to both Sandoval and Stassi for over-serving on delivering their drama. I feel mm. like... I feel like this was because um, I don't think this is really in either one of their nature outside of they both know what the show needs. They are both professionals. They know how to deliver 100%. Sandoval knows there needs to be drama. Stassi knows it. She says it all the time. She says it when she got irritated with all her castmates being high. She goes, you guys being high, you're not serving the drama. This show is about drama. Stasi knows the game. Sandoval knows the game. So his drunken texts, which, yes, they were drunken rage texts and not appropriate. But then the way she overserved on her angry, manic scene at Tom Tom was also drama. And, and yeah, I'm sure she was angry, but she was delivering she was delivering a scene and she did it great and so did Sandoval and maybe he just got the ball rolling and he knew she would deliver a scene and that's why I know some people disagree some people say they were there and they saw the scene a couple times reshot some people said no we only saw the fight once who knows um, but I definitely think they both delivered on delivering the drama. Absolutely. Yeah, that's And amazing. I don't think either one of them would be that way normally, but they were making a show. Yes. They were making a storyline. Yes. I so agree jump with in you. the shark. Yes. Jump in the shark. The next one I have on jumping the shark is the man dressing up as old man, and that's also in my low lights. Um again with the costume parties and the I don't care and it's too much and you're forcing it too much down our throats and it was just fucking stupid 
Yeah. Um, yes. This this was, you know, something that the producers went with when they because they were like, everyone loves when the guys dress up. You know, it's like our most memeable mm-hmm. moments. And it just... for Have another costume party. Yeah, for this yeah. group of guys, it just, it didn't work. It didn't work, like, being in Miami and dressing, like, and, and with, like, bow. It's well, it just, no. The thing was, where they especially ruined it was their little background confessionals when they, like, oh, my story is I'm Hank or I'm, like, you know, Lou and I'm this. It was, like, it was so pre-planned and like I'm going to be funny in my confessional about my backstory like I did research on my character it was way too much prep and backstory um I mean actually at this point a highlight for me and this is not in my highlights is actually Brett and Max showing up as different versions of Sandoval that's actually funny. They didn't even do a real backstory on that. That's actually kind of fucking funny. Like, hey, it's his birthday, an ode to a different version of Sandoval. That is actually off the cuff and fucking funny. That was but funny. all this backstory of like, oh, I'm Lou and I sell cars and I'm not. They, they were trying to make it funny. It was like, when you're trying to make it funny, it's not funny. Yeah. When you just do something, and I can't believe I'm even complimenting Brett and Max, but I am. That was funny. Yeah, it was. Fucking real. You didn't hear a whole big glow up and them talking and planning. Sarah, like they just sorry, can you, can you hit your next um, couple points by yourself? Can I mute you for a second? I'll be right back. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay I'll be right back. Okay, so then I have, um, well, another little bit of a jumping the shark. Well, she might like to talk about this. But, okay, I'm going to say Lala telling Ariana that, she's a safe place and that why is she holding back and then basically Lala immediately immediately goes and gossips about her to the witches of WeHo so basically proving within the same scene or same episode that no you're not a safe space you just went and gossiped about everything Ariana told you in confidence about why she's not opening up you just went and said all that shit to the other girls that she doesn't want to know that. So, uh, again, I think Lala trying to get in the mix because she's got no storyline. She's covering up her life. She's too private. She has no relevancy on the show. And so she's trying to insert herself and throw Ariana under the bus at the same time just to create drama in a storyline. And that was fucking gross and fucking unfair. But guess what? It, it actually proves Ariana completely right and why she doesn't share and open up because this is the shit that happens. Okay, my next thing was... Well... It's a little bit of a Dana Schroeder creating drama because Sandoval didn't give her an umbrella at the wedding. Oh, that was such Uh, a good, that was such a good moment. (laughs) I'm like, okay, Dana, you're trying for a little bit of attention here right now. Like, um, you know, Sandoval, Sandoval didn't even understand what the point was. He's like, what? I, what? I I didn't know I didn't give her an umbrella. It's like, okay, my... I didn't put it under highlights, but I put it under notable moments or something of Sandoval being fucking prepared as shit, 
giving people water, alcohol, umbrellas, sunscreen, blah blah blah. I mean, can and you like, ima- can you imagine traveling like to Ken- can you imagine traveling to Kentucky with those umbrellas? I like, mean, I'm, I, or he bought them there, which he put out some coin. Like he's just trying to be the best man ever and just be like whatever people need. He loves to serve people and be the fixer. And for her to complain, and I knew, he did address it. He's like, I didn't even know that was a thing. But he's like, well, he was trying to give, like, the elderly people, like, the priority, as he should. Yeah. That's crazy. I think it's just Dana number one, red hair Dana, trying to get in the mix. I feel like, um, I mean, Dana was on one that whole wedding weekend as we witnessed ourselves. (laughs) Um, you know, like that's what they chose to feature for her. But I, I do think there is probably a lot of lost footage of great Dana moments. Oh God. Cause think, I, she, I mean, she was going, remember she was going off at the restaurant or at that, what was the, the bar called on the the rooftop bar that we went to ask yeah. Smith. Oh, or, her and Terry. Yeah. yeah. Bell, bells, the bells. bells. Yeah. The bells. We're going to the bells. Yeah, her and Terry, well, I witnessed the fight of Dana trying to get up and security not letting her. And Terry and Terry tried. It didn't work. Terry is Katie's mom. But then a production assistant had to come down and escort Dana up because security was not letting Dana up on the roof. You guys, if you want more footage or or content on that, go back a year ago to our Kentucky. We had three a three part podcast. Um, that was and and there was some video footage there, but yeah, Dana was wasted. And then when she finally did get up there, you said uh, you know, her and Terry had their own little like dance party, which is great. Like I love them celebrating and living their best lives. You like know, that's fantastic. If I would not have witnessed in person um, the way that Katie Katie's mom acts i i would not believe like i i wouldn't believe it and just by seeing their little like vanderpump mom posts like you don't realize like that um she is just as much in it to win it as as uh dana she really is and who we didn't think was in it to win it is faye we thought oh faye's keeping out of the riffraff of this vanderpump moms oh faye you guys i i know we talked about it probably a month ago after the whole firings thing but Faye um, Kristen's mother went on Twitter and called Faith a liar and amongst other things it was pretty gross so we used to think oh Faye's not trying to be one of the Vanderbilt moms and in the attention seeking swing of it Mm, well I mean maybe she's maybe she's not but she was just defending her daughter um, and that's it's one thing to say my daughter is not a racist she doesn't have a ra-. Like, that's cool but don't call someone out a liar like that's fucking gross so respect gone for the Faye R.I.P. Faye not uh, no I hope she lives a great healthy happy life but nope I had hope for you but I don't have hope for you anymore yeah <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, you guys, if you want to hear the Kentucky Dana stories and and Terry Maloney, um, yeah, we were on Terry's flight. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. 
Um, my next jumping the shark mo- moment is Dana dumping Max, then wanting him to come back and assuming um, it was fine just because she got the wrong restaurant. So dumb and more desperate. Like, f- for what? Really? You're going to semantics with the wrong restaurant. Like, it's a lunch or dinner. Oh, it's lunch? You're still with another girl, hot girl, that you dated and fucked. For me, it just screamed like she wanted more airtime. She was playing the game. She realized, okay, so here's my theory. I truly believe the OGs were a little fearful about new people coming in, as they always were with Lala, James, Raquel. They were always like, nope, nope, nope. And then they realized, okay, this shit's going to happen. We see housewives. It's going to happen. So we're going to have a pact. We're going to have a friends pact, right, where we all get the same, blah, blah, blah. But here's what we do. We play the game. And we bring in a couple of the newbies, and we make them our bitches. And we tell them, if you play our game, that will ensure you for a season two. If you don't play our game, you might be like Vale and and be gone, right? Yeah. So Dana and Mac, they picked Max, obviously, because he's the GM. He's already tight with half the group, with Katie and Tom and Tom. Um, they picked Dana because she's already like in there, infiltrated in there. She had been from the season before, from the Mondrian. She was handpicked from production. They, they're like, okay, she's safe. Let's pick these guys. And we'll help you to find stories. And we'll instruct you how to get airtime. And then in return, we'll be relevant. And we'll also all guarantee ourselves spots on the next season. So here's where it went wrong was a well the racist tweet so they diminished brett and max's role in editing but also no one fucking cared because there was no backstory we don't care someone just hooks up we don't care and it just it it didn't work and i think dina was listening to the ogs like get in there cause some drama switch it up no go back with max that'll cause this love triangle hence you see stassi at the beach who'd never filmed a scene we'd never seen her on social media ever ever hang out with dana ever uh why would stassi hang out with dana she just she's got nothing to do with the restaurants um mm, isn't there a love triangle i hear you're involved with? well that came out of the blue you guys have never talked so i think dana was taking their advice and saying well go make it happen say you, you say you don't care that it was the jones lunch place and not the dinner place because Dana was trying to secure herself more airtime, and it just didn't fucking work. Because no one a cared from the beginning, and they certainly don't care. They might have cared when you said, "Nope, it's done. It's a wrap." And then you drug a stupid necklace through the cat litter box, also jumping the shark. But then you come crawling back like in three days, saying, "Oh, I didn't realize it was Jones the lunch place." I'm sorry. If you're with a chick that you fucked and she moved from San Diego to LA with you and she's hot as fuck and you gave him a Tom Tom t-shirt when you don't even have one, I don't care if they went to fucking Burger King or Lemonade or Mastro's. Yeah, mm, it's still kind of weird, okay? Yeah. So I think it was all planned, advised. I think the OGs had a plan of hey, if we all say, if we don't film with the newbies, they'll get rid of us. So we need to adopt some of the newbies, which is why they eventually 
adopted Lala because they realized her and James weren't going anywhere. And I think it was all a fucking mastermind. And that's why their mastermind of Charlie has literally said on podcasts, they turned their backs to me when we were filming. Someone said hi to me only because the cameras were on and then never again. Like it was all for filming. So it was all very strategic. She basically said every single person was an asshole to her and they would literally turn their backs to her and not acknowledge her, not say hi, not speak to her unless the camera was on or unless it was Sandoval, Ariana, or Sheena. Literally the only people. Yeah, that's so horrible, dude. Yeah, it's it's fucking gross. And you know what? It's it's so entitled. It's like, yes, it is your show because we grew but it but it's also think about housewives like it came before. Most look at OC. There's no originals. Yeah. Still going. So many um franchises, there's no originals or it changes or they filter out two and bring in two and blah blah blah. That's the name of the game. But these guys are like, Well, but, this is our show. Yeah, but not on their get- show. They went eight seasons like that. You know what I mean? Like they were doing their best to push out, push out, push out. And before oh. their behavior had worked. You know, and this time it really blew right up in their face. Yeah. That's gross. So, anyways, that's my stance on those. Um, yeah, I already kind of talked about the next Jumping the Shark, the Tom Extra Party. Like, we're just, you know, put a pin on the costume parties. Like, we're over it. We're not impressed. We're not shocked. We're not like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah, I appreciate the effort level they all put into it, but it's boring. And, like, I, and I again, honestly, yeah, and again, I feel know. like if they were, like, they literally are filming in the most interesting place like in the world in West Hollywood where they could feature a lot more interesting costumes than their little dumb party of Jack's wearing a crop top. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. how about you show something that like that I don't like show something bigger than your idiotic selves. <laughs> Okay, more jumping the shark. Kara sleeping with Max. Mm, seemed very planned and staged. Love Kara. Would love Sister Luck to talk to her, but you know, unfortunately, this girl isn't being paid, but she's put on a gag order. It's very unfair. It, hey, if Vanderpump Gardens comes out, I will fully support them putting the Ixnay and the mute button on her. I don't know if it's going to come out. I don't hear or see any filming so for for them to do that to her um which they're not paying her or if they are it's probably very small she she may very well make more in instagram influencers by going on podcasts and building her instagram following and getting sponsored ads than what vanderpump is paying her bravo's paying her evolution's paying her so I don't, I don't think it's fair that they're stifling her, but, you know, whatever. We, we'll put a pin in that. Still interested in talking to her. She's a very sweet girl. But, yeah, jumping the shark a little bit, uh, kind of staging that scene, as well as LVP putting her bra on Tom's suitcase. It's like, really, it, it, this is what we're having to do, a little hijinks now. 
How about we just watch real people? How about like we don't watch these boring fake stage scenes and we just watch, you know, Danica and Brett get into it or we watch Charlie and some of the real scenes she said that got cut out. Yeah. Next was Jack's mowing Kristen's lawn. Why Brittany films with Kristen because no one else will film with Kristen outside of Sheena. But I mean, they already showed as much as they could. So really, he's coming over to mow her lawn so they can they can talk. No, Carter came over. Mm. Okay. Yeah. This is why really, um, you know, we were rooting for Kristen for sure. We wanted more of that, but honestly. Regardless of the firing, I mean, maybe it probably made sense. It seemed very clear the last two years they were trying to push her out. Um, I don't know if that's Lisa or Evolution or Bravo. People are trying to push her out and the friends and all of that. But really, if we think about it, what would this season have been? She's in a what appears to be a stable, happy relationship. Just there for friends. So she would have had a peripheral role either way. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, the next one I have is the fact that uh, oh, Stassi's engagement party had Ariana, Tom, Sheena, but not Kristen. Um, it just seemed cruel, mean for the show. It seemed like, you know, they're trying to create drama there. Because I'm just like, yeah, maybe you don't want Kristen to ruin your moment. I get that. But also... You are not. Cl- you hate Sandoval. You're not close with Ariana. You're not really close with Sheena. Maybe Sheena and Stassi are talking now, but like, you're you left her out for a reason. Okay. Mm. <laughs> uh, the next jumping the shark. The next jumping the shark is Brett's constant lying backstabbing, making shit up, twisting stories and words. Um, just even his like bullshit about the video and he was like upset and he's just trying too hard. He's just he's like, oh, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. Are you okay there? <laughs> Sorry, my thing fell off. My headset fell off. I did off. hear <laughs> Anyways, I think Brett was just trying too hard to... I think he was trying to do too much too quickly. Like, oh, I'm your best friend. Oh, I'm not going to backstab you. Oh, I'm your best friend. Oh, I'm going to lie about you. Oh, well, he was, I think, just... Tr- everything Everything about his existence from him being cast and hired at Sir, which is all fake, and he was cast. He wasn't Danica. I mean, Danica's here, worked there for here, three and a half years. Here's the thing. Like, I don't ever want to agree with with um everybody from Vanderpump Rules but with this I almost do like I see how they would be frustrated with these new cast members it's an like Brett give me a break dude like he was brought in to be like you know Jack's adjacent or whatever you know a young a young a young Jack's it was it was a joke and dumb and stupid he didn't fit in and yeah ugh yeah, it, it it was just too rehearsed and too planned, and yeah, yeah. Well, he's done. Um, jumping the shark, Jack's lying about wanting to save the Earth by not driving to the beach because he wanted to be, you know, earthly, and 
not put more <laughs> exhaust as he drives like how many cars does he have like countless and he's driving everywhere and again as we mentioned on a previous podcast oh it's your third uh lit method for the day well you live uh 45 to 60 minutes away so and, you've been and Jax is in not the dri- car for nine hours Jax isn't driving a prius he's driving muscle cars that are like literally yes, like the worst for the environment um there's there's um another net uh, Netflix show I was watching with Ronnie. It's called Malibu Rescue, and it's kind of like a little play on um like a like a kid Baywatch sort of thing. Like the kids are lifeguards, and um there's like this cool group of kids like they're from Malibu, you know, and they they are lifeguards down there. And then there's these other dorks, and they're from the valley, like they're literally from the valley, and so they're always like late coming to work, and like they're like uh, you know not as cool as the Malibu kids, and it was making me LOL at Jax and his little valley living style. I don't know where I was going with that, but there you go. Uh oh, hello. And now you're gone. Hello, hello. So- no. Oh, no, I'm here. You're Sorry. There. I put it on mute. Someone sent me a story of Sheena and Charlie, and, like, Charlie's wearing a sir mask, but they're not a sir. They're somewhere. So I was I was thinking, I'd be like, oh, I'll watch this. I'll put it on mute. And then, um, yeah, it didn't work out so well. Mm. Anyways, um, but, yeah, I agree. So, oh, okay. Last two points of Jumping the Shark. The Toms having to think about whether or not they take the money or reinvest like really it's not a storyline a number one it's a scam they're taking your money it's a pyramid scheme <laughs> they, it's for sure a pyramid scheme you're not making you haven't made any money from tom tom everybody knows that and also if you said no guess what she opens up a competing bar next to you so that you'll never You'll be insured of never making a dime at 5%. So there was no story. There was no choice. There was, that was, um, well, you do it or you're out. Come on. Yeah. And then the last one is, uh, which is a we how Denzo, I really believe Stassi and Jerry planned that one out. I thought Jerry was really like, you know, it would be great. You know how you love saying Denzo? What if you said, which is a WeHo? Dunzo. Oh my god, that'd be so classic Stassi. Classic Stassi. Classic Stassi. <laughs> uh, speaking of Randall, did you see that Allison from our group was out to dinner with Randall and Lala? She had a, a Randall and Lala spotting at Craig's. Oh, really? No, you, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, it was like last night. Did she yeah. talk to him? No, like they were there. Like she posted in the group, and she's like, "You guys, like I'm literally sitting a booth behind Lala and Randall," and everyone like was like, "Take a picture, take a picture," and she's like, "I can't. This isn't a type of place where you snap a picture, you know." Yeah. But exactly. she did. She took one for the team and like did a selfie where she, you know, and like and you can see them back there. So, shout out to Allison for giving us that special inside intel. Well, speaking of Randall, I did see an interesting post today and tweet. Uh, Member Dana, $25,000, sunglasses from Beverly Hills. Oh, uh uh-huh. So, and I forgot about this. Uh, Dana, you know, $25,000 sunglasses Dana, used to be friends or dated Randall. 
back in the day when mm-hmm. um, he kind of looked a little different. Whatever. There's a there's a cute picture of them. Anyways, he's wearing these sunglasses in the picture, and someone posted, "Oh, what if Randall bought uh, Dana those twenty five thousand dollars sunglasses?" Yeah. And Dana responded today saying hello no that's so stupid he rented a room on a mega yacht i had in can and never paid me and then ran me around about it he's just a douche plain and simple don't overthink it <laughs> right like genius and if you think about can that was just like a year and a half ago he was just talking about it on his podcast. He's like, oh, and then the best thing I have ever happened to me is I finally got to go to Cannes. So I know that was like his first fucking time. So literally he rented a room from $25,000 glasses. Dana, a room. Oh, remember he made it seem like him and Lala had a yacht in Cannes? Oh, no, he rented a room like these fucking douchebags on Below Deck the other night. The douchebag that, oh, where's my oysters in the morning? It's like, dude. You're a friend of, and you're sleeping in a twin bag. Sh- shut the fuck up. So Randall clearly rented a room on this yacht, but then I, I remember him and Yaya, oh, Yaya, <laughs> Lala posting all these Yaya shots <laughs> in Cannes, and uh, I don't know. I just thought it was really funny. I, I love did, that I, she called them out. I didn't. I didn't um, put together that that was the same trip. I thought that the the picture with the with her was like from the past <clears throat> excuse me like like years ago well i was thinking about that but the thing is is i just listened to his uh, most recent podcast when he said he finally got to go to can which was for Gotti. uh-huh but so you, but you don't think that's like him talking about like go like getting to go like with his movie i'm sure he's been before right I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It could be. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I guess one could look at it either way. I did think that initially. Oh, was this from the past? But then, just because I just did listen to their podcast, because there's nothing fucking else released, I was like, fine, I'll listen. I actually jumped ahead because I just wanted to hear if there's wedding news. But I heard him talking about someone about Can and saying. Well, I finally got to go to Cannes. It was so good at the experience of that. And blah, blah, blah. So I took it as, like, that was his first time there. But, yeah. Okay. It yeah, could it be. could go either way. I but just, either way, he didn't pay her. And either way, she said he's a douche. Yeah. So there you go. I also love the way she spelled douche. Yeah, I know. D-U-S-H. Yeah, douche. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm done with jumping the shark. <laughs> we still want to continue? Yeah. Okay. I'm on the good moments now. Highlights. Okay. Um, I have a, a couple. Um, a couple are from the reunion, so I, I, I noted them so that we don't take away from the season. Obviously, from the reunion, Kristen sleeping with Max reveal. Um, Charlie telling Jax, "Go to bed, old man. It's past your bedtime." huge highlight like of the season but I'm just I'm, I'm restricting it to reunion and then um, drunk Ariana going off on Jackson's a work in progress like honestly I, I think those three are the season highlights 
but they were reunion specific. So I put them in their own little category. Yes. Um, I absolutely agree with you. I think those were all like MVP moments. They were great for sure. Um, yeah, okay. Wait, so this is, this is just reunion that you're doing right now. No, I just, that was it for my reunion oh. highlights. Oh, okay. 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 Got it. The, re- the rest are just um, highlights th- throughout the season. They're mostly chronological. They're not priority, not like more important than less because it was just too hard. So I kind of did chronologically. Yeah. Um, so I had um, Sandoval confronting, uh, confronting Jax at Peter's party about the pastor and then Brittany freaking out saying, I want Jax to knock Sandoval the fuck out highlight highlight um, both about sandoval and about oh not so sugary sweet Brady. what was the um what was what was the argument in this season that um that katie brought up where she was like apples to oranges oh, the cheating uh met uh, they were were they in mexico or miami bachelor yeah when um they were talking about cheating and then Kristen said something and she's like well should we talk about Schwartz's cheating <laughs> that's apples to oranges it's totally different oh like, yeah yeah it's yeah really not like cheating is cheating so <laughs> well oh my gosh yeah I forgot about that that moment um yeah I actually forgot about that moment and how like she said that and then she had to totally backtrack and apologize and Katie gave over the cold shoulder and they just never recovered from that. Um, yeah, I, when, when, um, Sarah told me like the topic of, of the podcast, um, how I prepared for it <laughs> is different than Sarah. I, uh, like I just, I went through like I, the, our Instagram posts, like to see like what we thought was funny on each episode and like use that as like my jumping off point. And one of those was like one of the memes. And then, um, so that's how I did it. But, um, Oh yeah. Some weeks I skip. I, I, I went to Bravo TV.com and, you guys, if you want to watch the re-season, um, it's on BravoTV.com, and every episode's there, including the pumped-up editions, but they also have a description of, e- of each episode. So rather than having to watch the whole season again or go through my notes, because I'd have to go through eight pages of notes for 22 weeks, and that just seemed like a lot of fucking work <laughs> when yeah. I could read a paragraph. Um, and, and then... I just need their description. Then I remember everything I said and everything I noted. I remember everything. Just give me like the main highlights. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, totally. So then I have obviously, um, Raquel giving, I kind of lumped Raquel into two. A giving James ultimatum is a highlight just because she did it. But then she followed up being so supportive and kind and encouraging and driving him. Like anything positive he did, he she was just so like positive reinforcement, you know? Yeah. But at, at the same time, Raquel standing up to Lala and putting Lala in her place was just fucking gold and genius. And she was so eloquent. And Lala, like she could never, Lala is great for 
yelling out something that makes no sense. She just yells louder than anyone else, and then she storms off. Well, she couldn't even really storm off. Like, she tried to storm off in the kitchen, but everyone else stayed there. So she's like, oh, oh. She had no comeback, because Lala doesn't. She's not clever. She's not witty. She's not brilliant. She's a fucking coward, because she always runs off. Um, and Raquel didn't. Raquel sat there, never moved, was calm, cool, collected, not not angry, not crazy, but stern. Yeah. And she did it again, another highlight, did it again at the party when Lala tried to pull that shit. No, Jane, eh, she's like, nope. And, you know, MVP. Yeah, absolutely. So watching Raquel take, her, take control, it's just awesome. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, and I just felt like it was so out of um like it like we thought it was so out of character to to have um Raquel come up like this, but she kept proving herself this season. Like this was it was so awesome to see her really step into her own because I mean, James really was like continued to be blackballed. This this season was a little bit better for him, but like Raquel like legit had to stand on her own this season and she really did. It was awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, I mean, toilet papering was not, it was actually a low light, but it was a highlight because all I kept picturing was Jack's, um, his reaction and getting so pissed that someone got something over on him. Yeah, the toilet papering thing to me was stupid because um, they have cameras and I know that he knew. Like, that was dumb. Like you, ugh. Um, speaking of toilet papering and like doing something sneaky, do you guys want to hear my van story now? Oh my god, perfect time. Okay, okay. So my van. Um, I have a minivan, and it is like my pride and joy. Before that, um, we had like a little Jetta, like a little, you know four-door little Jetta so getting a van with my two girls and their car seats in there and this the door I, I love it I freaking love my van um I park it in the driveway because my garage is a mess like I I keep on having people over and I like try to perfect like act like my house doesn't have toys in it and I will like literally take the toys and throw them into the garage to act like my house isn't what it is and that's why I can't park my uh, car in the garage so anyways it stays out in the driveway well on I think this this was May 31st that this happened um all of a sudden like it's three in the morning and Chad like shakes me and he's like Holly wake up and um Chad doesn't ever like Chad never reacts about anything like nothing He's very, I don't know, even-tempered. So, like, when he wakes me up for something or there's something wrong, like, I know it's, like, life or death. So, I'm like, what? So, I wake up, and he's like, the car is gone. The the van is gone. I'm like, what? So, I'm, like, try, like racking my brain. I just woke up. It's 3 in the morning. I'm like, what are you talking about? So, he takes me out to the driveway and right where I had left the van, and it's freaking gone. And it was just, like, so eerie having it, you know, like, at 3 in the morning standing out there and your car not being there so I'm like what like we have cameras we have a motion sensor camera 
and um, and it literally does like an audible alarm anytime there's movement and that alarm absolutely did not go off. I'm a light sleeper and Chad was actually up at the time and um, so it was just it was crazy like I we didn't know what was going on and so I mean, our first thought was like, let's call the police. Like, let's, you know, so we called our local police department and let them know what happened. They took a report down and basically we're just like, okay, like we'll, we'll let you know when it turns up. But it was just like, um, it was just like this weird feeling. Well, Chad was like, I have a, a tracking device in the car, but I don't know if it's working right now. Apparently like through our, our satellite radio you can um you can trace the car and so i don't know if like we had lapsed on that or if we had not turned that on anyways chad was able to stand there call the serious radio radio place and um reenact or reactivate our um our service like right then and there and he was able to track where the car was. So I go back inside. I'm freaking out. Like, it's just like a weird, like, adrenaline thing. Like, when something, like, is stolen from your house and, like, it's like, what's going to happen? Like, I don't know. It was just weird. So um, I walked in today from a walk and I saw, I'm like, where's my laptop? Well, the lid was down a little bit, but so I didn't initially see it. And I freaked out. I was like, that's my life. I don't care where you take my... TV or my, hey, don't take my bed, my phone, or my laptop. Anything else? Nah. Okay. Well, I'm not going to advertise that, but yeah, yeah. That it's just that freak out moment. So yeah, I it's feel- like it's like yeah, it's just it was this like this like adrenaline moment, and I don't know. And I was just thinking like, oh my god, like what am I going to do without a car? Like we are not in the position to just like be like, oh f it, like we'll just buy another car, you know? Um, so I was just thinking like, oh my God, you know, I don't even know the type of insurance that I have. Like, does it even have rental coverage? Like I was just a million things were going through my head. So, um, Chad's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I I see where the car is. I'm going to go track the people. And I'm like, what do you mean you're going to go track the people? You know, like, so he like ran out the door before I could even see what was going on. Well, I have tracking on Chad's phone, so I was able to see where he was going. Um, so that was like a little bit helpful because I could at least, I don't know, see that he was still moving or whatever. So he gets in the car, he calls the police, lets them know that he has, um, the tracker has located them. He was able to share that information with the police and they were able to like take over the tracking of the car. So he had to, it was in a different city. So it was like a different agency they had to contact. It was like all this stuff. But basically, um, it was in a whole, it was in Anaheim, a whole different, in a, like a very different part of Anaheim. And um, yeah, they were able to get it. So the cops, like, um, they located the van. It was like parked in front of like a motel. And the cops lit up the the van. There was two guys in it, and they took off like literally like high speed chased with my van, um, and then eventually stopped. And Chad was able to take possession of the car again, but not before like the cops had to call me to verify that like that we were the owners of the car because they had ditched all of our stuff. Like there was like no paperwork on the car, so. The police asked, like, a couple of, like, really weird things, which I I never thought, like, could come back to, like, verify that, like, you, it's your car. Like, they asked, like, if, 
I had got my car serviced lately and where, which I thought was interesting because I oh, guess because that kind of little sticker. It. Yeah, the... yeah. Hey, wait, wait, real quick. It's yeah. eleven eleven. You know how we always podcast at eleven eleven. Yeah. I just thought consistency. Okay. Oh, so the little service sticker. Yeah. So that's one. literally what like saved the car. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so then, it didn't have to get impounded for evidence or anything. No. Or so did? that's that's why the um the the our like local police department told us they she like encouraged Chad to go to the scene because um if he so they take fingerprints and stuff though first. Uh, I don't think so because they what captured the... the guys. You know? Oh, because they caught. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Got it. Um, still, though, still, though, I would say take some prints. Come on. Yeah. So um, what was lost out of the car was, like, the car came back. Like, the, the police were like, get the car checked out because there was a chase and they did drive it pretty hard. Um, but, you know, there didn't seem to be any, like, outside damage. They did, um, they took off the, they, like, broke the mirror the rear view mirror which i think had the tracking system which is how we were able to find them so it must have blinked or something so they cut the cord for that and they um they stole ronnie and daisy's car seat they stole my stroller they stole all the change out of my um my so do you think they like threw it out or do you think they like grabbed it and then like sold it real quick to like people I I think that's were, worth a lot of money. Strollers and cars yeah, are th- very expensive. And 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 um, Ronnie's brand new bike was in there too, um, with like literally the tags on it. I think that um, they were staying at that motel, and I'm pretty sure that they took the stuff into the motel. You know, and it, it's probably there. And the, the uh, Chad kind of pressed about our stuff, and the guy was just like, "Sorry, you gotta just do an insurance claim. Like we we're not gonna try to recover that stuff." So that was a bummer, but well, if it's, it's in it's a all... motel, then they could, they could have, but yeah, yeah I, I, they probably just don't have time to, you know, be hunting down these guys. I don't know. It sucks, oh, but it's... so it was horrible, but like it was, um, so it was such a blessing that we were able to track it by the Sirius radio. So shout out to Patrick for that, you know, um, Stassi's ex Patrick, <laughs> um, because yeah, I mean that was a, a pretty cool service, but um, is that white Pat serious to listen to Patrick? <laughs> no, he has it for Howard Stern. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. What? But and he, I have you, it for you're kids. Also, you're also um, part of the part that really disturbs me is that these people took your registration and information inside your yeah. glove box, so they. They know who you are, your address, well, and I, that sort of thing. Yeah, like, really I, I definitely, like, there was, uh, the reason why I didn't talk about it on the podcast, too, you guys, like, right away, is, like, there was obviously, like, this, so this happened May 31st. June 1st is when, like, all of, like, that's when, like, a lot of the protesting started happening. Like, there was, like, a lot going on in the world, and it just felt so heavy, and, like, so, it just seemed so minuscule that my van like it's like my van got stolen and the police helped me get it back you know it was like it just seemed like ridiculous um but still it was like such a it it really is a an odd feeling when that happens to you you know you guys know where um you don't know where holly lives um bex you know happy birthday bex um well in an hour um it holly lives in a very offshoot 
you really got to go deep into a neighborhood. Yeah, um, um, a very they, safe community, but you're going deep into little tiny streets. Well, they were taking and, a risk, and like I literally lit like one, like not even a block away is the police station. Like I'm right, yeah. I, like, I basically live at the police station, so the they didn't care. Like <laughs> so, no, I know. Every time I volunteered to podcast in like Holly's garage, I'm like. Well, I'll just make sure I'm completely sober because I'm not driving by the cop shop like yeah. with the drink in it over five hours. But yeah, um, absolutely, it's it's very hard to find. But also, it's not like secluded. You've got lots of it's a housing community, and them taking your information super scary for me for like either identity theft or I know where you live. But the more scary part. You know what, and, though, they, uh, they, Ch- Chad said that, too, and I, I was telling it, like, the identity theft thing would be a joke on them. Like, if they tried to steal my identity to open <laughs> up, like, any sort, like, it, they, they would, like, be worse off than they were before. So, um, <laughs> I thought that I was, like, jokes on you for that. Good like, luck. I, yeah, and then, Good like, the, the other thing was the, this is disgusting, but um, the day that that happened, um, to get, uh, you know, to get the girls out of the house, like, um, a lot of times what I'll do is like, I'll take them in the car for a drive because it's still quarantining. It's safe. But like they're, you know, two and six years old, like they cannot be in the house every single day. Like we're going insane. Yeah. And so I drove them. We took a drive like along the beach and then we went to Dairy Queen over in Huntington, like on Main Street. And mm-hmm. um, I straight up gave Daisy a soft serve ice cream cone in her car seat. And I just relaxed and drove around and she made the biggest most stickiest mess in that car seat and I did not clean it and those people stole that car seat all slimed up so the joke is on like that I mean it was nasty (laughs) it was nasty so um okay well what's disturbing to me is then Holly told me this and I uh, she found out because they did catch them. So I'm like, well, I'll look up and I'll see when their hearing is. I can look up who's in jail and blah, blah, blah. And if I can't, then my friend can, who looks up cases all the time for her job. So I looked them up and it said, still pending. I'm like, well, that made sense because it was at that point Saturday, right? Because wasn't it Friday night at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. like that? And I'm like, okay, well, pending. Yeah, I, maybe I don't expect any post till Monday. Um, no, I find out, you find out, you told me, uh, before we could even get the real update is, no, they were released within a few hours. Yeah. yeah Which so would it, scare me because you, they had your information. That, like, I understand taking the car seats and the bike and the stroller because that's monetary shit. Why would they take your registration and insurance information? Well... That screams to me identity theft or home invasion, and that really scares me. And so I was worried for that reason, whatever the stuff, insurance, whatever, but I was worried more for the identity thing or like, oh, really, bitch, you found us? We're going to come pay back. Well, like, yeah, and it's just and they scary too. In like, a couple hours. Like, and I just feel like, like you could type in my name, like you could put in like Holly Borges and like, they could be like, this bitch has a podcast. You know, like there's like, there's a lot of yeah. info that's out there where it's like, Ooh, like it just, it makes, it just is a yucky feeling oh. and it's, Oh, yeah. maybe they think you're famous because you have a podcast so they're going to yeah. like blackmail you or something. Yeah. It, it's just scary. It's scary. It's scary. It's and it's scary. Like, so then I told my friend and I said, they let these guys out within a couple hours. She goes, oh, yeah. She was like, don't you know? No one's intaking anyone into Orange County Jail or L.A. County Jail. Her friend um, are, is uh, 
LA County Sheriff, no one's, you know, everyone's let out unless they're like super violent criminal, but there's no intake. If you're like a minor criminal or uh, like drug or you're breaking into cars or you're doing this, no one, you're not going to jail. I heard another story. Someone picked up a community thing. They caught the person breaking into a car. Police arrested them and the police let them go two blocks down. They said, we had to make it look good for the uh, community that called the police, but we're not taking anyone into the jail right now. So just go do your thing, stay out of trouble. So like, but they actually came to your home in the middle of the night, which is very invasive. And in a very, very nook neighborhood, you had to go deep in there. Um, it, it, it's scary. It's, I wouldn't feel well, safe and in it, my house. Yeah, and I, it's it's not just like they came in and they, you know, they stole the car seats and stroller and changed like that. That would be that would still suck, you know. That would, but the fact mm. that they literally removed my property off of my driveway, drove it away, you know, and then it was so weird, like, um, like when we got you know like when chad brought the car home it was like they had put their own chargers in like they set up shop in there there was like so many um like the 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 cops hey did you get some free chargers out of it i threw them away (laughs) like it felt icky i just tossed it like i I sanitized the car and then like it was you know like like coronavirus is going around like how do i know these guys didn't have it like i had to like go sanitize the car it was like right well that's why they're not intaking anyone it was because corona they're getting everyone out because of corona liability and yeah there was there was was gloves in there there was um like the the cops recovered like a bunch of tools that they used to take the car away but there was they had left there was like three tools that we recovered in there that they used like to that like you know open locks or whatever however they do it I don't know and um yeah it was just it was crazy so yes like I luckily you know not it's just I, scary because you're home and your driveway is right there backed up oh, to your so, house. oh so like, check this out so the other like crazy thing is like I said Chad was awake Chad was in the garage playing guitar oof. So he's playing guitar in um how our um, mailbox in the garage. Is. Yes, we have. Oh a, my god! Like how we receive our mail is there's a mailbox slot in the the garage, so you can open oh. that slot and see in to our garage, and that's how you could have put a gun in there. Yeah, oh. and um, oh my god, that's what alerted Chad to go outside in the first place. Is that flap? Fl- they either looked in. Flutter. Or, or they they hit like they hit it, which I I have a feeling they they looked in and they saw him. They you would have think you would have they would have played heard him playing guitar and like oh let's they not probably mess did with, they people prob- are still up they probably did <gasps> they must have heard like, how creepy is that oh my god so well it reminds me when I was in Minnesota I was house sitting for my sister and I was sitting outside with her cats and I was like okay cats it's time to come in. and she she had all these Obama signs. And I was like, okay, cats, time to get in. I didn't want, like, the critters to get them. So I rallied the cats in, and then I went in to go to the bathroom, came back outside, I was sitting outside because she didn't have AC at the time. So it was like, ugh, humid Minnesota night. Come back out, all her signs are gone. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And I realized, I do remember hearing, like, a like diesel truck, like, just, like, uh what do you you call it simmering or just motoring idling yeah idling idling yeah (laughs) and then obviously when i went in they went 
and then took all the signs. That's so scary. Like, it's so scary. I'm like, I was just sitting out here. Were you guys watching me? Ew. And then you just went and took all these signs. Like, that's so fucking creepy. That's really creepy. Like, and that really freaked me out. But, like, just thinking about Chad in the garage, because I know where your driveway is. It's not like a... Oh, it's right there. That, like, yeah, so yeah that, that scares me the most. And then, yeah, I mean, without giving too many other details, like, I'm not far from that area. You know, like, it's like, I, I, I don't like that. I don't like that. That makes me feel, like, extremely unsafe. But, um, you know, our cameras are working. Like, I feel, you know, everything is. And I, so, uh, so we get the car back. It's like everything was going crazy in Huntington. I, I went down there to like go walking with one of my friends. Cause I just needed to like get my nervous energy out. And then like, that's like when all of the protesting started and like, I started, I, I don't watch the news. I do not watch the news. I, I read it. Like I prefer to read it on my phone. Um, I prefer to read it too. Because, yeah. you know, also like I, I hate I, videos online. The news is so exploitative, but the, the news online I hate when there's always video I'm like can I just scroll down exactly. and I, I just want to read, read. It? yeah and it's like also like with young kids like you don't want to be have you know like it's yeah. that stuff plays over and oh. over and it's never so anyways um like I, websites when the sound is on oh, like when you don't have a choice God. of the matter yes especially with kids yeah so I came time. home and like I started watching like I, I, I started watching and um with everything that had just happened like i literally had like a like i was f- like full breakdown mode like i was like i need to get out of here like this is crazy like i don't i don't feel safe like i don't know what's going yeah. on and and um yeah so that was it was a lot but um we've made it through and um the van is okay like everything's we we got new car seats i still haven't got a stroller but um, I still have one of Ronnie's other ones that works, so we're making it work, you know. But yeah, it was scary. It's just weird, like with everything. Like I'm much more likely, it seems, than you where I live and downtown and my. I you know what? Like street. I like what I've what I've kind of like told myself is I feel like like I want to just hope that it was like very random that these guys came to our house saw the van you know were able to get in and drive it somehow like that part is still really freaking me out like it's so I don't, hard to find your house though it's I don't so understand. hard to find your house like uh, people are cruising and looking car, no but there's car break-ins all over the place you know what i mean like that's a very normal yeah. thing and you know all what of that is probably the place you do it i guess not on uh like oh right here there's houses and cam- everyone has a camera and i'm on a, s- a street yeah we all, every, everyone it. everyone has cameras here though too i mean like they they just they don't care they they don't care so um, i yeah it's it's crazy but yeah i'm just well, hoping i'm, I'm, just I'm hoping that, that it was nothing, like yeah i just hope it was like no. very random and they were just like let's just it's three like let's call it a day and take this van and i just hope it was like very random and that they never come back <laughs> Ugh, yeah. scary. Good luck with the identity theft, people. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> no, but you should get some kind of monitoring. I know, um, I know, you, I know. My well, bank I'm... has that. I pay for it with my bank, and it's it's a month. But even if you just do it for, like, uh, a few months or something, So I then know. check this out. So um, my parents were going, like, they, my parents 
they got like a little one of those like surf camping van things and so um they were taking it to San Nofri um and they were like they were going to stay overnight at like one of the campgrounds down there and um so they asked Ronnie if she wanted to go and she was like no I you know she's like still doesn't like spending the night with just them so um I was like all right mom like how about when Chad comes home like I'll take Ronnie down and we'll come and like do the bonfire with you guys and stay until you go to sleep or something like we'll still stay till nine so we drove down there um and so Chad had like come home from work like a little bit later than he said so like I was my schedule was thrown off so um you know I was I took the toll road down there and I I was I definitely was on the gas a little bit <laughs> and sure enough there like and but I was like very much with the pace of traffic like it was me and four cars going the same pace well yeah. a, a, a highway patrol guy comes up and lights <laughs> me up and I'm like Ronnie we're getting pulled over right I don't now. even know they could like pull you over on the toll road because people are going like 110 on there and I feel like 80 I'm like oh I'm pushing it <laughs> I was going 80 wow. I was going 80 and um and 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 it was right at that downhill part, you know, like where like you can't even help it, like you literally are going downhill, like oh, it was horrible. So High quest, yes. So I yeah, pull over, yeah. I pull over, and um, you know, so I'm like Ronnie, like don't cry, just sit there quietly and let me talk, you know. No, maybe maybe you should have said Ronnie, cry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, with everything that was going on, like I, you know, I don't want her to like be like afraid, like because I've been telling her, like you know, be you be respectful of everyone. I don't know. Maybe I just, you just say, Ronnie, can you fake cry? We've been talking. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about like you know so many. Of, I've been talking yeah. to her about everything, so she was like a little bit scared. So the guy's like, do you know how fast you, he's like, I clocked you at 86. And I said, Ooh, 86, huh? And, um, and I was like, Hey, like I was coming down that hill. I was trying to, um, yeah. And so he's like, well, I'm going to need to see your license registration, uh, whatever. So I give him my license. I go, Oh, oh, wait, you have it now? Like you got it very quickly back. Thank God. I, so I I reach for my glove box and I'm like, Oh, and I'm like, you know what, sir? Like my my car just got stolen like last weekend, oh. and I haven't replaced the the items yet. But you can like I have my police report. You can literally verify that this just happened. Like I'm you know I oh and so oh, good. and so he's like he's like well do you have a virtual copy of your insurance at least? And I I said oh yeah I could pull that up if you don't mind me looking it up really quick. So he's like yeah go ahead. Well, we're in like Aliso Viejo where there's zero service. Like there's, I'm, I'm up at that part where there's like no service on that. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I don't have a signal. Like I, I, it's not like. It would take me forever. I'd have to search my email. Yeah. So that's what I did. So I'm searching. So like, it's like, I'm talking like painful minutes of silence are passing while he's waiting for me to get a signal from like the heavens, you know? So I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I think I have a screenshot. Like, do you mind if I look for that and he's like is it going to take a while or are we going to um is it going to waste you know your your time and I'm like uh I'm like well I don't mind looking for it <laughs> you know so so I'm still like I I'm literally sitting there just doing nothing because my phone like would not load anything so he's going and he's like he's like so he's like just I'm just curious like did you look at your speedometer as you were you were going and I said yeah and I said I'm not like trying to argue with you but I saw 80 I did not see that I was going 86 and he's yeah. like, he's like, okay. He's like, well, um, he's like, I'm going to let you off with a warning this time. Um, you know, just 
take care of that and like and stop speeding and so I'm like oh my gosh thank you so much and I'm like Ronnie can you say thank you and it, like he's like tell your mom to slow down and then just like walked away <laughs> so um but yeah so that was I would have been like I would have been like well no I wouldn't have but I'm just saying you could have been like police officer she's traumatized from what happened with our band and with police she's very no no i wouldn't have actually used that no not no wrong 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 yeah wrong. yeah but, but i i'm going back to like when kai and i did a road trip <laughs> and i kept telling her to slow down and i really did i'm like you're going too fast i'm like you're gonna get pulled over and then sure enough she gets pulled over and the cop and you know what i do instead of like being like a wing woman I was like I told her to slow down I told her she was going to I totally threw her under the bus like oh. like an asshole she'll never let me forget it but I totally did and she's like I just and he's like well you and and then this, this was fucking Texas where you can't just get a ticket they actually have to follow you to a town and you have to take money out from the ATM and god forbid you don't have the fucking money um we had to he followed us. It, we were like in fucking Amarillo. Had to go like 20 minutes to find a town with an ATM. The cop followed us the whole time. And then we had to pay him on the spot. What? Yeah. Yeah. When you're... There's certain states that have these fucked up rules. Like, you need to pay me now because they don't... They think you're out of state, right? With out of state plates, you're yeah. just going to blow it off and never pay them. Yeah. So they make you pay on the spot. But imagine... Like, I... Okay, when I was 18, 19, 20, I drove from Minnesota to California all the time, mostly through Texas. Um, I wouldn't have had $100, let alone $300, and they make you pay. And so I'm, 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 I'm a stickler for the speed limit. Obviously, I go over, but within reason. She was going over with my within reason. And so I was trying, I'm like, I told her, I, told, uh, yeah, I was an asshole for sure. Oh but, my gosh! Um, yeah, but it was fucking scary. You had to fucking go and drive them, and then we was like some Hodong town. It was like like population twenty. Yeah, and there was a gas station with an old school ATM. We were like, oh god! And then I think we were still like, oh god, please let us be able to pull out that amount. You know, like yeah, it's it fucking scary. That is scary. Oh my god! But it's scary if you have money. It's scary if you have registration. It's scary if you have the insurance. If you, it's scary anyways. So imagine you had all of that. Ronnie still would have been scared. You would have still been scared. Yes. Like, but again, like, I, it's like everything that was happening was just like I just felt was like so profound. Like it was like I wanted to like turn around to Ronnie and be like, "Did you see like how mommy just got away with that? Like other people wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like that. It's it's it really is. Ah, that's such a point. It really is. And no true. wonder you don't want to tell the story a couple of weeks ago because, well, I mean. It's all like, oh, it's done now. Black Lives Matter is over now. No, it's not fucking. No. This is actually a really good time for the story because you're right. Guess what? You didn't have your registration. You didn't have your insurance. You were speeding. Guess what? If you were black, would have end, uh, ended that well? No. And, or, and, maybe, or, and maybe that child in the backseat would be in uh, protective custody or, or do you know, think, CPS or Or do you think services. that if, if Chad and I were black and like and he went and like chased after the car and been like, okay, I'm going to take my van now, you right. think they would have given it to him with no proof? <laughs> do 
you know what I mean? Like, as, as much as it is as I could be like, my van got stolen. It was horrible. I didn't even and, think about that. And my, that, my items were all taken. It was bad. I'm sad. Like, it's like, no, like, I'm okay. Like, we're okay. We got, like, we are. Think about when he, they gave them, because my first question to you was, don't they want it for evidence? And they were like, no, it's fine. But you're right. If Chad was black, yeah. would that have happened? I, I don't know. Oh, and they just called you for verification? Yeah. You could be anyone. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. That is, oh, see, you know what I'm saying? Like, we are not racist people, but the shit we take for granted. Yeah, you don't, the, you just don't the, realize. The like bias. You, like, you, we don't fucking realize. No, you Oh, get, my you, God, this would never happen yeah and and, oh. and and like and you can sit there and be like well it's not my fault that I that was you know that that happened to me or that that you know I'm was able yeah. to do that but yeah no it's not my fault but it's like it's also not their fault. like it it's it just is and it's like you just have to like right like you have to just, uh, you just took me to another level of understanding more, and like realizing oh my god everything you just said that Chad got away with and you got away with that that wouldn't happen. No, it and, and wow. I, I just I think it would be handled like way differently and like not in such a pleasant way. Like I don't know, even the way it was handled with us, it was like it was it everything just felt weird. You know, it was just like that. Okay, so our car just got removed off of our property and like and now it's back. Like it was it was the whole thing was just like such a a mind f. And then like yeah, to realize like we were like even the fact that like we're able to like reenact our our serious tracking like so quickly just everything every, it, it, i don't know wow. it was just a trip it was just a trip i'm just yeah rethinking everything you said just from the and i i wasn't waiting um, to share that like until after like all this past like i i just I, I was trying to say it on the podcast i just never really got the chance well, I, don't know. I knew about the story but i guess i just never even got that perspective or insight of what you just said like because again it didn't occur to me because guess what I'm not racist but I'm fucking white and those that shit doesn't occur to me well but and if I, I, I just don't tell and I don't... your story or hear your story but if you were black guess what it wouldn't it wouldn't have went down the same well, way and sorry and but also, like not just in South Orange County you were not... in South Orange County yeah, and not Worse. to circle this back to Vanderpump Rules, but this is the exact point that Katie was making that every single person in that room did not understand. They all sat there and were like, what? It's right. a prank, Katie. Like, who cares? Who ca- Like, it's what? Getting cuffed? Like, who cares? Like, no, it's because it's not a prank. And, to, uh, and other people oh. are not treated the way like there's not like a respectful arrest you know what i mean like there it's it is absolutely not the same for everyone exactly. and that's that's exactly. that's just it that's actually a super insightful positive takeaway from a really bad situation a bad situation that could have been obviously so much worse yeah for you or anyone but imagine if you just um you know what um I don't know if you've seen this. I think we've talked about this before, but A Time to Kill, one of my favorite fucking movies. Matthew McConaughey, Sandra Bullock, Ashley Judd, uh, I feel Samuel like, L. Jackson. I feel like I have. It's not ringing but a bell, though. His whole, his whole thing was the whole ending of the his whole closing argument is he painted this picture of this little girl being raped. He was talking about his daughter being raped and brutalized and almost killed and left for dead. 
and he's like, imagine my daughter, you know, da 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 da, and it's Matthew McConaughey. So they're the jury, who's all fucking white jury, and they're like imagining his little blonde hair, blue eyed daughter. And he's like, now imagine all these things that happened to her, and they're just like, jurors are, they're crying, they're in tears, they're like, oh my god, this is so awful. He's like, okay, you got it, right? You got it. How horrible this is. He goes, now imagine that little girl is black. And it was like such a fucking moving moment because it was like these weren't racist people, even Matthew McConaughey, his role. He's like, oh, but he's like, actually, we don't social. Oh, we're not racist. We don't socialize. We don't get together. We don't. He's like, there is that implicit bias. But he's like, with that argument, it was like, oh, my God. It was like you could see like. The people change, and they're like, "Well, because they they think, oh, you killed two this this guy. Basically, he he killed the the guys that raped his young daughter, like nine year old daughter, and these like redneck white boys. So he killed them. So he's on trial. Oh, okay. But there's no empathy. There's no empathy because it's very it's the South, and it's older and blah blah blah. It's like, well, it's a all white jury so and they're all and they're all, not only all, all white but they're all like over 60 you know what I mean like yeah so you just you know you got a little bit of the past going on there but he's like so Matthew McConaughey ends up like and he's working pro bono and he's like imagine this horrible situation everyone's fucking crying but he's like no imagine this little girl's black so you really can't like he's like oh okay so you know it's a John Grisham. It's a fictional story, but John Grisham does do so much fucking research. Um, so, so many of his books are based on truth because I know this for a fact because one of his books, uh, probably about 10 years ago, I had a roommate that was a lawyer, went to Berkeley, Northwestern, blah, blah, blah. He worked for the top law firm in LA. He, John Grisham came and studied with his law firm he likes to know every fucking aspect of shit. So he's very hands-on, and he's also a southern boy. But it's just... And when they when Hollywood can put the spins on that to affect people that don't think that they're, like, affected, like, your story, like, oh, no. well, But it's like, when you just put that in perspective, I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. If Chad was black, they wouldn't have given them the minivan. If you were black and your child in the back was black, maybe they wouldn't have let you go because you don't have registration or proof of insurance or totally. proof of ownership of anything. Totally. It's like, it really puts it in perspective. So it doesn't mean we're racist. We're just like, we take shit for fucking granted. Yeah, it's, it's true. I don't know, it just reminded me of that movie. I love that fucking movie. But anyways, end of us. Yeah, good, so... Good point with Katie. Good yeah. point. Yes. Props to Katie for that. Yeah. She gets it. Yeah. She's a little more woke than the rest. That's why, like, I, I like, I, I'm, like, very, I, I'm, ex- like, I'm, well, excited is the wrong word, but, like, I'm interested to hear her podcast. I'm interested to hear what she's going to talk about and, you know. Yeah. I'm just interested to hear what she has to say. I mean, like we've said, we've heard her on other podcasts and she has a, a very soothing voice that wants to put you to sleep. I'm not saying she's boring. She just has that um, low energy. Um, oh, so it's like, well, but sometimes I I have liked what she has said. I just it's it's hard like, to listen oh, to her. Oh. Yeah. Um. 
I know what I wanted to talk to you about really quick. This is like off subject again, but, um, and it's back to the subject that we don't want to talk about. But um, what did you think about the fact that uh, for Stassi's 32nd birthday, they celebrated at Katie and Tom's house, but that Jax came? Yeah. I mean, it's cool. They're friends. But, like, I don't know if I was – I don't know if, again – I don't know. I I guess I guess I'm just like I'm kind of surprised that like I I thought that maybe like after the reunion with everything that was like kind of said and like all of that that um, I don't know. I'm I'm surprised that Jax is invited back into the fold, you know, and not to it's not much of a fold right now. But and Kristen was there, too. Yeah, Kristen, too. So it was Jax and Kristen. Brittany was in Kentucky. So my when you said that, but I'm like my initial was I'm sorry I think Jack should be in Kentucky supporting Brittany and Sherry it's bring yeah. your, they fly with their dogs all the fucking time like bring your fucking dogs and guess what you know what Lowe's not working right now because guess what Stassi's at home so maybe Lowe can babysit your fucking dogs go support your wife and your mother-in-law I don't know. Don't be just be going to parties while your fucking mother-in-law's in ICU um you said you got engaged to Brittany because she was there for you with your dad. Well, fucking pay it back. I don't know. Um, I also thought it was, I, I didn't comment on this in the group because I, I felt like people were starting to get annoyed that I was like, um, I don't know. I just didn't want to say anything, but I, I thought that it was funny that Jack's like, if you just read the article and you don't know where they live, it's like, Oh, like they all live so close to each other in the Valley. Jack's just, took his golf cart over but son of a gun that is a long drive from Jax's house to Tom and Katie's like he legit had to get on some major streets in that golf mm-hmm. cart to make it over there like he lives the furthest so I, I thought and that, that was and that's more of a red flag for a DUI because it's like oh you're in some you know like uh, like someone like our friends our listeners that live in the valley like, somebody had to spot that douche driving around on his golf cart, right? Like, somebody had to see, like, he's out on the road, like, 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 stupid jacks with his, you know, and he's probably, like, trying to act like he's not looking at anybody. It's like when you look over at a UPS driver and, like, you see, you see into their door and you're like, hello, you know, like, they're just sitting there. That's what Jax is doing. But, like, people here, like, down at the beach streets where the blocks are very tiny, short, there's a stop sign in every block, it's a beach community. Yeah. People drive their golf cart down three blocks to go to Chronic Taco or the liquor store or whatever, um, or the beach. You're not driving, like, several miles. <laughs> it, would, it would be like if I took my golf cart to your house. Like, yeah, that's exactly, ridiculous. Exactly. That's, it's, that's dumb. Exactly. It's like, yeah, we're in the same city, technically, you know, basically. Um, but, like, even, I, okay. but I, can't, I can't walk there. There's no way I can walk Can you walk imagine, there. like, or when you were at Bellaterra, same city but it was like oh really you're gonna take your golf cart yeah i was gonna gonna ride my bike down like (laughs) i don't know i just i thought that was like i thought that was like such a a weird for people that don't know it it, they're acting like he lives around the corner and he does not no like he lives like all the way across burbank yeah well (laughs) all right um 
Do we want to finish highlights and then do lowlights on another one, or what do you want to do? Yeah, let, I, or let's just we can just wrap it up and come back and do another one. Like I, I have nothing but time from now on, so I'm down to. Okay. Well, I have. Um, I'm. I'm almost. Almost done with highlights, but then I have awful moments and then notable moments. But okay, let me just get through highlights. Okay, Stassi's meltdown on Bo at the wine party for talking to Kristen. Like, I don't know if there's jealousy or betrayal she felt on Bo, but like, you know, again, maybe I maybe that one was real because she seemed to be a little um, intoxicated, which actually also ties into my one of my most awful moments. I, I would probably say one of my besides Dog's funeral. That's probably number one. Probably my number two most awful moment was when Kristen was setting up for the wine launch party and Stassi and Katie were all in. And Katie was normal, uh, even though Kristen was doing most of the work. But Katie was normal. But Stassi literally turned her back to her when they were set up for a film shot. And Kristen was speaking. She literally was speaking into Stassi's back. Katie was facing Kristen. Like, Stassi, you could have turned yourself from... Yeah. It was just so manipulative, rude, disgusting, yes. Yes. dismissive, horrible, awful, mean girl. I just can't even come up with like enough adjectives for that. It was disgusting. Yeah. I don't know. So um, that I th- tied into my like wine moment with the the highlight was yeah. Stassi losing her shit on Bo when he was just fucking talking to Kristen and he was actually telling Kristen he probably needed to separate a little bit from her. He was actually doing what Stassi wanted him to do whether it's the right thing or not thing. He was doing what he but she just didn't even why are you even talking to her again like are we 12 and you're a mean girl like you don't talk to her. It was highlight and low light. Um Sorry, really quick. I I I have an idea for another um, episode, like maybe a Patreon or something that um, we write vows, um, like wedding vows that we think that like that like Saucy <laughs> will say to Bo, vice versa, and then Lala and Randall too. Like it could be something like, like you know, oh. like you know, like when when a couples do like horrible vows like I mean like well kind of like Jackson Brittany but like worse like you know like <laughs> you're my lobster you're my lobster I stole that from a show called friends <laughs> like it could be like like Stassi could be like Bo I never would have thought that when I met you one year and 360 days ago almost two years like they it hasn't even been that long that, first of all that I could make you basic <laughs> and I, I never thought that I would fall in love with someone that wore overalls and had chaotic tattoos. But um, love conquers all in vans. And, uh, like, I mean, we could go off. Like, we, I mean, they, there's, like, there's a lot to say. Okay. Like, remember when she told Jax she would never date a man with a tribal tattoo? It's like, you know what? Jax's fucking tribal tattoo or barbed wire fucking whatever it is really screams sexy compared to Bo's fucking cartoon legs. Oh my god, and then I want to do a video montage of like Jack's yearning for Stassi again. Like I I there's there's this song um I don't, Oh, there's I, a lot of screenshots for sure. Yeah, there that um 
that's there there's an artist her name's like Paula Deandro or so Deandra or something but she has a song that's called When It Was Me and it's talking about you know like this dude liked her or whatever um and she didn't care at the time but now he has another girlfriend and it's like and now he's saying like oh shit like I really like messed up um and I I feel like that's like Jax is still I feel like Jax okay. like the, the, I, I, there's something there I'm down for that for Patreon for the people that want to listen and the people that are like done with Stassi and Christian like stop celebrating or or promoting or we're not celebrating or promoting but even talking about them give some promotion got it agree but a Patreon that's a really good idea because I had also uh, after the baby announcement I had and then I realized this isn't appropriate and this isn't gross I'm not gonna fucking no, I'll glorify that they're having a baby. That's fantastic. I'm not going to comment more on that. But I had already envisioned, like, names. And I already, like, I can pinpoint this shit. Because she's not going to go frou-frou crazy like Dana. But she's not going to go basic. But she, like, I already have some fucking ideas. But I think that's a good idea I for think it's a, good idea. a Patreon and for those that care about these things. That yeah, 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 yeah. Without glorifying on a public platform... But still theorizing, um, but it's optional, you know? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay, sorry, I interrupted. Oh, no, I just think, um, I think we should finish up with highlights and then maybe do a part uh, trois on lowlights, unless you want to, like, make it a super long podcast. Your game, your call. Um, Um, Yeah, let's, let's wrap it up. I'm... Okay, cool. So this this episode will be highlights, and the next episode will be the lowlights. Okay, so instead of spelling done, I spelled Dune. I'm like, I'm D U N E. I'm Dune. Because you're 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 Dunzo. Yeah, I'm Dunzo, Sarah. Okay, (laughs) I'm tired. Okay, highlight, and we don't have to talk about super fucking highlight, which we thought would be a lowlight and filler. Turns out to be one of the best episodes. This fucking softball game. Oh my god, yes. Where everyone that we want to root for wins. Sheena, Charlie, Danica, Raquel, all fucking shine. Highlight of the fucking series. Oh, season. Okay. You know, yeah, that was, um, that was, a, it was like we were coming off of the wedding. It was like so much buildup, such a letdown. And um, yeah. it's what we all needed. Like, I, I wish that there was a softball game that we could view right now because I feel like we all need a pick-me-up. Um, you know, this has been this has been a crazy time, and it's what we need right yeah. now is, like, we need a softball game. And that was light and fun, and, like, like I, I have it. a couple other highlights that are not light and fun, which are coming up next, but that was... That I loved, was an all. Yes. That was the MVP highlight because it's positive. You and know what fun. it was. You know what it was. It was like it was like what their dressing up used to be. Like when it was something new to us, it was like look at them bonding and being funny together. Like that's how it felt. And this, and we it, didn't even know. You know, sorry. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like we. It's. It's just. We didn't even know it would play out the way it was. We no. thought, oh, will the men be the? No, the women were the key players and the saviors and Sheena's had Shirley, her aunt Shirley on her IG, Shirley's still around that was in the league of her own. And then like Charlie has a super competitive softball pass. Danica like shined Raquel shined. Like it was just like all the people 
that don't get all like they just fucking shined and it was fantastic totally okay yeah not so yeah oh it was a highlight Mm -hmm. probably the best highlight not so highlighty fantastic um but worthy of more og vpr content was jack's rage texting max and everyone else at the beach and also Jack's freaking out on Kristen at James May party with this random, you have a sex video. It's like, who the fuck cares? Like, he is trying. The way Sandoval and Stassi were trying to make a storyline, he's trying. He's trying to, like, I think he was his beach rage text and his going off on Kristen, who Kristen has stood behind him from fucking day one. I think he's trying to do what Sandoval and Stassi does. He just does it not so um, carefully and just it's, it's just more fucking obvious. Like, Jax, we see you want attention back on you. You're throwing shit out there. Why are you throwing Kristen, who's always had your back, under the bus over you don't care about Carter and who cares if she has a sex video? She's saying she's single. At that party, she was like, I'm single. The fuck cares? Was a sex video with Alex? No, it was some rando. Oh shit! I think Alex came like five months later. Oh wow! Well, remember on the reunion, she he's like, oh, so you're quarantining with your boyfriend? How long have you been together? She's like a month and a half. But if you remember, the reunion wasn't filmed till May, so you're like a month and a half. So wait, basically you met and then you quarantined together? Well. Her story's not true because we saw her do Sheena's YouTube birthday surprise. Isn't Kristen's birthday end of January? I think so. It's January. So remember Sheena and Brock? That's when they got in the fight with the neighbor? Uh Uh-huh. Because they were surprising her for her birthday. And so they did the whole birthday celebration. And then this random guy was like around Kristen and kissing her. And that's when like we first heard of Alex but then Kristen said on the reunion, oh, we've been together a month and a half. He's like, oh, but you've been quarantined together. It's like, well, how do you, you just meet someone and then you decide to quarantine together? That's weird. It's like, no, I think they've been together since January, but probably January was maybe like early dating. Yeah. So it is still, it's, it's still I think, very secret. I, like I, think her, I, think, I think her month and a half thing that she was saying was officialness, you know, or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Her birthday, her birthday is February seventeenth. We all looked him up on that video, mm-hmm. which was Sheena's vlog. Mm-hmm. So they were dating, but yeah, no. But still, it's fine if they quarantine after like two, three months together. That's fine. Whatever, you know. Sheena and Brock were six months, but that's fine. But, yeah, she said, a lot of people were like, well, she said a month and a half, the math isn't right. But, no, we saw him in that video, so we know. Anyways. All right. Um, But, yeah, just Jack, well, so you were asking, like, what do you think Alex was the, like, no, because that was filmed last summer, fall. So, no. But, whatever. It was just Jack's trying to create drama for himself. Um, Highlight. Sandoval, Katie, Ariana planning a rival pool party after being disinvited. Classic. And tying into that, no one going to Jax's, basically. And then Brittany blaming Katie 
to defend Jax on his rage tax. So it's like that whole storyline is like that was, I love it. Yeah, that was um like towards the end of the season things they started like letting us have satisfying moments like this where you know the character that we kind of love to hate is getting a taste of their medicine. So their own medicine. It was it was nice to see them, you know, in the hot seat a little bit and it was made for great TV for sure. Yeah, it was nice to see Brittany showing her true colors. It's not being the sugary sweet bowl of sugar she thinks she is or tries to portray. She's like, well, you do it too, Katie. Oh, again, Katie was like, well, it's apples and oranges. I think she used that a couple times. Well, it's um, it also was, I'm glad that they kind of like right out the gate let us have this moment too. Like they didn't make us wait uh a year to, you know, like for their anniversary to start peeling back the, the problem. But the the... The truth is, is that Brittany married Jax, and so now, therefore, like she, she is now part of the problem. Like they are a partnership. So when Jax does something shitty, she's included in that. She doesn't get to just skate away and be like, "Well, I'm a good person." Yeah. It's like you married a bad person, though. So therefore, yeah. you are going to answer for his actions. Like you can't just. It's like it's it's kind of like you know. Um, if someone says something extremely racist or does some sort of racist action and you stand next to them, they're like, well, they're, they're my friend. They've always been kind to me. It's like, well, okay. Right. But like you, like you can't just like yeah. coddle someone like that. You've got to, you know, say something. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, well, tying into that, I'll just quickly knock it out as a low light to that highlight was Lala bad-mouthing Tom and Ariana saying she's going to go to Jackson and Brittany's because I'm going to go to an adult party where they have furniture and real food. It's like, okay, A, they the, the furniture is fucking staging furniture that they bought with the house. It came furnished that they chose to keep. And secondly, by adult, do you mean kernel corn out of the can? Because really? Or do you mean Brittany everyone else parting their asses off and Brittany slaving over fucking flipping burgers and wings on the and sweating into it by herself because no one fucking helps her um okay that's adult <laughs> that's fucking adult okay well uh, I think I'd go to Tom and Ariana's either if they weren't if Ariana hadn't already prepared that like five course meal that she did the night before they probably had a fucking catered. They probably had food brought in. So, hmm. There's like a lot more fun. Sorry, Lala. <laughs> Anyways. And I, I just, for her, Lala to say adults and mean Jax and Brittany over Tom and Ariana, I mean, that's just like, is this April Fool's? Am I being punked? Am I being pricked? Are you funny? Is this kidding? Are you a stand up? I'm so curious like, that, to that's see. Fucking hilarious. I'm so curious to see how everything plays out. Also with Lala, you know, with um, how Randall stopped following Jax and stuff like. Like, I just wonder, like, how would no. you feel if, like, um, I don't know, like, I would if I was in the group, I would have, you know, chosen to stay very quiet and not maybe not shown support to anybody just to like try to lay low to let everything pass. Um, but I think that Lala took a stand. You know, she, we've heard that she's reached out to Faith and things like that. I just wonder if, um, you know, she thought that that was going to be the right move to make. And then meanwhile, you know, Stassi announces that she's pregnant. Uh, Kristen's back in the mix. Katie's standing by her. Jax is standing by her. And now Lala is kind of out of the loop again. 
Yeah. Well, she was irrelevant all season, so I don't really care. I actually don't really care. Yeah. Where she goes. The only one, the only one who, it, who has And she's on again, and then she tries to make herself relevant in, like, Ariana and Sheena's life. Fuck you. You're a fucking user, poser. Fuck you. If she, if they do some other side spin on her. Yeah. And Katie or something, fine. But if she comes back, it's like, all of a sudden she's being, like, fuck you. Like, Sheena posted something today, you know, about, like, certain people not reaching out and pe- everyone's speculating and people are like oh it's probably that Stassi it's like no Sheena clearly said on her podcast she and Stassi have been in contact and she's been very understanding and endearing and, and kind and sensitive Kristen came over Ariana's come over so I'm like well it, my guess is it's like some of her you know some of her best friends that are boys that you know like we've seen on the show but my also guess is Lala. And I don't, I don't know about Katie. Yeah, Katie's a wild card for me. But number one, I will say Lala. I don't think she's fucking done shit. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, no. That's my first go-to. Yeah, it was yeah. mine too. Um, but like I said, like I'm, I'm, I'm super interested, and I know that I should just like stop watching or whatever. But like, I, I find it interesting that. Um, the support that Stassi and Kristen are being shown from the other cast members. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty surprised. E- I, and I know Sheena's going through a lot right now, so she's like, you know, and those are her friends, and she's, you know, accepting the good thoughts and everything. But it's just, it's interesting that um, I, I feel like a, like a little bubble has already been formed, you know. And there's certain people that aren't in it. That's for sure. They're, they're, they're definitely not putting themselves in well, it. Well, Sheena def- definitely never hits anyone when they're down and she welcomes people that are kind to her so that's her Achilles heel and it's a good quality to have but it also can be a hurtful quality because as you see right now like even her posting yeah it hurts when people that you thought were your best friend or good friend they don't and then people that you didn't think you were that close with do step in because they realize oh this is a really important moment I need to step in like her and Stassi aren't best friends but maybe Stassi recognizes this is a really super hard, tough time. Like, and she's stepping up because people recognize things differently and and whatnot. I think the biggest lesson that Sheena needs to learn is that, um, like even making comments like that, it does not matter. It like, she has to stop caring about things like that. Like she just has to, it just, it, it takes it back to the, like, it's like, we're going in a circle again. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, and or like stop letting people like be your best friend when or like, like stop just, looking for people you know like, like stop stop looking <laughs> for who's comforting you or not like some people like yeah. maybe it's very difficult for someone to talk to her right now about that like you don't know what like someone else is going through or someone else's experience and i just i think to take it to there is bizarre but I mean, like, dude, she you you can't say anything. Like, she can do whatever she wants at this point. You know, she's going through it. Yeah. So okay, last last point. Um, drunk Ariana calling Stassi a mean girl. Regina George, who copied Sheena's shoe room, super highlight for me. Thought that was funny. Um, and then yes, yeah, I mean, like, there's there are certain things that Ariana can do 
that no one else can do. Like everybody has has had their role on this show. Like Stassi's the only one that can put Jax in his place fully. Um, it's same with yeah. like Lisa can like really put him in his place. Um, and there's some things that like Ariana is just so like Ariana is check Stassi and like Stassi absolutely cannot do anything with her like everybody has like their little person and when when Ariana goes off it, it's it's amazing it's like yeah. we, we we wait for it like all season you know it's like come on like say something to each other like it's it's so fun <laughs> I was saying there's something today and I can't remember what but it was something that reminded me of the Ariana Stassi you know like the season five like when Ariana's just like it's okay we don't have to be friends and Stassi was just so desperate for her friendship and her approval but then something I listened to in last year too Stassi was like it's okay if we're not maybe she's talking to Sheena or something it's okay if we're not friends and I don't like you or you don't like me and maybe oh, it wasn't yeah. Sheena it was something else no She's I like, think she did say okay. that to Sheena yeah, and I was I was like, well, why then wasn't it okay for Ariana to be like, because Ariana was never rude to Stassi. She's like, we're not going to be friends. It's okay. We'll just exist, you know, cohabitate. But Stassi just can't handle that. She has to have Ariana's approval. Because when she someone, when someone actually says that to you, like Stassi can spew out the hate with the best of them. That's what she is good at. But when someone truly mm. looks at you, you know, like Ariana can and be like, I actually have no desire to be your, like you're not the type of person that I <laughs> want to associate with. Like th- that, I mean, it hurts. You want to become yes. that person that she wants yeah, to associate it's like, with. It's like, you, yeah. so I'm not good enough for you. You know, it's like it immediately puts you on the defensive because you're like, wait. What? Instead of when you're on the pedestal looking down and be like, it's okay that we're not friends and we don't get along. But when you are that on that other side of it, you're like, well, and maybe Sheena's felt that she's been on that other side of it. Well, she shouldn't have because Sheena's, as everyone always says, kind heart, grateful to fans. Yeah, if she's into herself, takes selfies, is self-involved, cool. But guess what? Stassi posts 19 stories a day before this happened, 19 stories a day of herself selfieing in a loomy light with her OOTD day or her or even recently every single face shot face shot. oh it's a really good light it's a really good light and then all her dogs it's like she's not doing anything different than sheena is at all they're both selfing the fuck out of each other um but like for some reason stassi looks down on sheena for it and so then do her khaleesi's and her stassi stands they're like Sheena's so self-absorbed and self-involved. She's always selfing. It's like, have you looked at your leader? Her leader is like 19 stories a day of selfie shots. Yeah. I don't understand the difference. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, maybe not... Stassi's not doing... Stassi's not doing butt selfies or boob shots, but she's doing a fucking face shot 19 times a day. Trust me. I follow her. I watch the stories. It's my job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they have different brands. Sheena branded herself differently than Stassi, and it just can't – but in the way, in a way, they're the same. And, like, the fact that they couldn't see that, mm-hmm. was, it's, like, actually hilarious. You know, it's well, like – Well, how 
like Stasi would because Sheena doesn't talk down on Stasi, but Stasi talks down on Sheena for she all these people selfing. And it's like, do you not watch your own damn story? All you do is selfie yourself. So mm, sorry. Go, go selfie yourself. Yeah. Anyways, well those days are gone because she is being quiet and <laughs> I appreciate the quietness outside of the planned paparazzi shots and backward shots and the well, PR so, firm but someone, you know whatever it's like down someone who is having a hard time staying quiet is her mother who uh, still has to like post up a story from her house you know um. <gasps> oh 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 my god what I was dying no come on her Dana's br- okay happy birthday Dana Schroeder uh, oh I got my fresh birthday Botox, but it's like a fucking kitten filter. Like, oh, really? Really? You look like your skin is like, I'm not going to say newborn baby skin. I'm going to say like fetus skin. Like, really? Oh, you think that's fucking Botox? Nice try, honey. That was just like laughable. I didn't see that yesterday. Her, oh, Look at my, I look so beautiful on this lake. It's a perfect day. No, I'm happy for her. She had a great day on the lake with her husband and, and, oh, and Georgie. She specifically tagged Georgie because Georgie came to spend her birthday with her, which, hey, great for you. But then she posts this picture. It's so fucking filtered and crazy, like, like crazy Snapchat filter. And she's like, and some fresh birthday Botox. It's like, that's not fucking fresh birthday Botox. That is like 19,000 filters and Photoshop. Like, it's sad to me, actually, that you think you can pass this off. It's like, oh, I just got some Botox. Like, it's sad because guess what, Dina? We've seen you in person and you are stunning, beautiful, and I actually don't think she needs a fucking thing done. She looks great as is, as in person. So, for her to feel like she has to filter herself it's just really I mean this is not as filtered as as I've seen her before this is actually not as filtered as I've seen her like I can see (laughs) I can see the pores on her face I can see the hairs on her face like I mean there's other ones that are like ridiculous. is it a post or was it a story I was looking at okay I gotta look her up right now yeah maybe it was the it might have been the let me let me check okay here we go um oh that yeah no the lake shot the lake shot, yeah, with the sunglasses, where she basically looks like your daughter, Georgie, not Stassi. Yeah. I mean, come on. I'm sorry. All right, maybe I'm being harsh, but she doesn't look like that in person, but guess what? She looks in person stunning, beautiful, real, and not not wrinkled that she doesn't need botox this it's just fake it's just and it's dumb to me i don't know it's just dumb like she looks fantastic in in irl in case uh millennials don't know what in real life means it means irl yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i guess i was just like Clearly, it affected me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you can. I, I know. Well, what, also, I, because I, I know what Botox you're saying. Cover like you know, 
age and you don't have the porcelain skin you have at 16. Trust no. me, I've have I shown you my senior year pictures? Porcelain, flawless skin. Yeah. I don't have wrinkles, but I definitely have like freckles or age spots or whatever, but I'm just saying Botox doesn't touch that shit. This is a filter, and there's nothing wrong with filters. Like, cool, use it, but don't just say, oh, and a little birthday Botox. It's like, okay, it's fine. Make yourself look good. Cool. But she looks 20 years old. She looks like Georgie. Yeah. I don't know. It, for me, it just gets a little sad at some point. Because she doesn't need it. She's beautiful. She's stunning. We've seen her in person several times. Yeah. Again, to each their own. Okay, I'll just finish the highlights. We'll do the lowlights on another episode. But the final highlight is Kristen clomping off after the Witches that We Are Dunzo moment. And unfortunately, like, she clomped off, but we didn't get the crutches. Click, 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 clomp off. Yeah, a Kristen clomp off is, like, it has to be like included in, in like part of the season because it's it's just I can't imagine the way she's clomping around now you know she's probably really like each date is like clomp 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 well I, I know how she's handling now with grace and strength yeah that's right so alright we have the low lights or less than let's just not be negative less than highlights <laughs> Or just say awful moments. And I also have some notable moments. And we will come up with part two with this. Um, as soon as we feel inclined. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> which, which will be very surely. <laughs> no promises. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys have a fantastic fourth. Um, happy birthday, USA. Um, I'm not going to say America because technically it's not America's birthday because America covers several continents. So happy birthday, USA. And um, be safe from all the shit. COVID. That's right. Whatever. Fireworks. Um, do your part. Social yeah. distance, everyone. Yeah, and enjoy this so that you don't have to succumb to watching David Bador TikToks. We're hoping we're here to save your lives from that. Okay? Yes. Cool. See you soon. Okay, Thank bye. You. Bye.